Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age Initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zoya Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Everyton's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zoya Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Enville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zora Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Enville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Tongue Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. During Communities Conference 2, Civic Conversation continued at Rollins College, public history graduate student Holly Baker sat down with Orange County public school teacher Candace Finley. In the interview, Candace talked to Holly about STEAM project-based learning, education training, professional development, and the ways in which Zorna Hurston inspired her. Listen to their conversation. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Um, my name is Candace Finley. I am the CEO and founder of STEAM Learning Incorporated. I'm also an Orange County Public School teacher who is transitioning out into full-time grassroots leadership. Esteem Learning Incorporated is a nonprofit that focuses on science, technology, engineering, arts, and math project-based learning opportunities, providing these opportunities in underserved communities in order to increase their representation in the STEAM industry. Can you tell me what brings you to the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities this year? Well, first of all, I am a product of the Preserve the Eatonville Community Spa Program that originally started in the early 90s. Basically, this is like a community effort where Eatonville has given me the knowledge and the inspiration to move forward um, in the world and as you know, I'm you know in my academic career. So I come back every year to give back. I also come back every year to get you know some networking going on. Um, there's a lot of different diversity as far as experience, as far as culture, and I love to you know listen to different aspects to learn. Um, from other people. Most of the time I come, like I said, there's never a dull moment. I always meet somebody new. I always have a different insight on things. I also am able to, you know, learn concepts to help me in my own life. Like I said, last year I was working for the Preserve the Eatonville Community's Zora STEM program, and I had been the STEAM uh, lead teacher and program developer for that program for the past four years going to this conference that was my first year speaking and getting feedback and support from uh, the audience, I realized that there's a need for my skills. There's a need for professional development. There's a need for STEAM project-based learning outside the school. So in return, I continued to pursue my doctorate degree as well as created a nonprofit to feed into that. And now this year I come back and now I have another aspect where I have a homeschool population. And now finding out more information about that and how I can continue to improve in my craft to help the communities out in STEAM project-based learning. 
How does ZoraFest align with your passions and your interests, would you say? The ZoraFest to me, Zorna Hurston, I, you know, hear so much about her as far as being from Eatonville, but I didn't know her story until last year. It was a play and it talks about her legacy. She was one of those ladies that basically didn't follow the standards of what society thought a woman should be, okay? At her age, you know, society thought this woman should be married, she should be cooking, she should be cleaning, and she should be following her man, and she should be the trophy in a sense. And Zora Neale Hurston was not that. She pretty much said, you know, I will take my passion over uh, a falsehood of love or a falsehood of marriage or a falsehood of what society was saying that she needed. And that inspired me because in this age, as a woman, especially as a black woman who is educated, I come across this a lot where people are telling me you should be doing this instead of that or, um, you know, I'm 32, so I should be, you know, looking towards marriage and I'm continuing to look towards my dreams and look towards business and prospering. So more of her story the art of her telling her story and the art of her story where it's not a traditional way of life for women. I think that's what drives me to the Zora Festival every year and the initiatives that are going on. You mentioned it a little bit earlier about STEM. So if you could elaborate more about like what was your focus today at Zora Fest? Um, my focus today was talking about STEAM education training and basically the whole purpose of STEAM and STEM is to pretty much create a competitive global economy. As you know right now, we're in a digital age. And think about it right now when you have a cell phone. The cell phone, we're able to use it, tap on it, order stuff. But the minute it breaks, we take it to T-Mobile, for instance. T-Mobile puts it in an envelope and sends it to Vietnam. And a five-year-old child is fixing our phone and bringing it back. That right now, it sounds good. It sounds easy, but when we talk about as far as the economy being knowledgeable on how to work a phone, we're now a consumer, and that's not a good thing. You know, we're just a distributor and a consumer. So teaching parents, teaching the public, teaching students that not only STEM is what makes your life easier, but it also keeps you in, in a level of survival. It keeps you alive. It keeps you well. It keeps you from struggling as much because that's where the country is going. That's where the world is going. I wanted to talk more about the challenges that I see. As far as with parents, uh, parents don't believe that they can be STEM teachers because what they see in the school system is standardized. It's not the way that they were taught. Um, I remember when I was in school, there was more of foundational teaching. There was more of, okay, either you know this or you're not going to the next grade. As you see shifting in time, it's more of, you know, um, I believe it was maybe early 2000s when Bush, uh, President Bush had put in the No Child Left Behind Act. When I look at that act, I do believe he had good intentions, but he did not realize how illiterate the population was. To keep him from looking bad, it turned into No Child Left Behind means we're going to push this child through the system, whether they know it or not, and hopefully they will get it to the end. Hopefully a teacher will get them there. But again, the teacher has other aspects. He didn't look at the whole big picture. Um, so I'm help, trying to help parents understand that that outlook is not where you need to go to train your uh, children on STEM. I also looked at it from the teacher perspective that they cannot depend on the education system to provide them 
with the professional development they need because it's focused on funding. If the funding is in international baccalaureate programs, they're going to go towards that. If the funding is for getting this company to purchase food so that you can have food for the cafeteria, then they'll go that way. That is the traditional way of funding a school through the population of disabled children, the level of referrals that you write up, um, the type of programs that you come in, like um, the reading programs or, you know, like I said, the International Baccalaureate, which is a college program. That is the way that education systems fund. But if we just train them to grant write, if we just train them to get enthused in the STEM, they won't have to work as hard to get this funding and the funding will use in the right way. Because if you get the funding in the wrong way, you have to continue to keep using that element. But what happens is the funding that, for instance, the ESC population, it's um, the disabled population. And what will happen is that funding is given because they have enough of that population, but that funding is not provided to have enough monitors, to have enough teachers, to have enough resources. And now we end up again with a, a crucial thing. So I'm just trying to provide uh, information to parents and to the public um, to help them understand that this is important. This is a global initiative. This is a together initiative. This isn't just one person. It's a collaboration, not a competition. Um, what do you hope that people took away from ZoraFest this year? I hope that people took away that I have a saying that I say, and it is that great minds think alike, but the greatest of them all think together. I hope that people have taken back from the Zora Fest that it's not about I, I, I anymore. Because at the end of the day, your I had to begin with somebody giving you that I. Somebody had to put something in you, whether it be a pain or a, a good feeling, into you for you to think that way. So it's time to focus on and reflect on those things to cause to say, what commonalities do we have? Can we join, you know, we don't have to, you know, like each other and love each other to get together, but it's important because our future needs that. Um, I think that we got to stop, you know, hopefully at this conference, especially ZoraFest as a whole, I hope that people realize it's not just about, it's not about them. It's about this world and making it a better place. By you turning your back on one person, you're turning your back on a community. And you turn your back on the community, you turn your back on the country, or you turn your back on the world. It's a domino effect. So I hope that from ZoraFest, people understand that this is something that is not going to go away. If you turn your back, you're turning your back on your own loved ones. And that is, is something important to recognize. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Every Time Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African and African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes.